The State News addressed the broke college student trope in its latest print edition with stories about college affordability. Welcome to The 1909, the podcast that takes an in-depth look at the State News' biggest stories of the week while bringing in new perspectives from the reporters who wrote them. I'm Campus News Editor Katie Kelly. Thanks for listening. College affordability is a big issue concerning college students today. With high tuition rates and the recent implementation of the flat rate tuition model, many MSU students have had a hard time paying for college and managing their expenses. Here to tell us more about her centerpiece story is administration reporter Carly Graham. Thanks for coming on the podcast, Carly. Thanks for having me. Why did you take on money management this week? Well, we're all college students, so I think we all understand and share the same struggle of having to deal with managing our finances and not being under our parents' watchful eyes. And we're kind of alone and like on our own for a lot of us the first time in our lives. And managing money can be stressful and scary, especially because we have so much like power now. We're on our own. We can go buy food with our friends and no one's gonna be like, oh, you got a dining plan, like you shouldn't be doing that because they don't know. So it's just like, I think it's something that we can all relate to. A lot of students on campus have jobs that they're trying to manage while also working on schoolwork and doing clubs and extracurricular activities. So having to do that while often having to pay for their own rent and pay for their own tuition, it all adds up and it's a struggle that all of us can share as college students. While you were writing this piece, was there anything you learned to help students manage their finances? One of the things that the financial advisor I spoke to, Terry Clark Jones, said was that students often take too much of their student loans out at once. They don't have to take their entire package and they do anyways just to have the extra spending. And that's another thing that one girl said that she struggled with a little bit was like she would take her entire loan and then she would just have it in her checking account. And she said that she knew that if she didn't immediately pay off her loans like as fast as possible and put it back in, it would just be sitting in her checking account and she would end up dipping into it. So I think that was something that I guess I didn't really anticipate being a big issue. Another thing that a girl said that she did, she is an out-of-state student and she's paying for her own tuition. So tuition is so much more expensive at MSU specifically when you're an out-of-state student. Having to manage paying for her tuition, which is more than usual, she's also paying for equipment for one of her journalism classes. So she doesn't have much money to spend on coffee from Starbucks or just getting food on Grand River. So she said that like whenever it's her birthday or something like that, times like that roll around, she always asks for gift cards. So that way she can stock up on a bunch of Starbucks gift cards because she loves coffee. So she doesn't have to go without, it's just not her money personally going to it. One of my sources that I spoke to, she is working 30 hours a week while managing being a full-time student. And that's a lot for anyone to take on. I asked how she handled it and she said it's like really, really tough. It's not easy. Flat rate tuition was just introduced at MSU this year. What impact has it had on the student body? I think that flat rate tuition was just like a huge shift for MSU and it was something that a lot of people were not ready for. There are so many people on our campus that are taking 12 credits because that's what they can handle. 
that's another thing that one of my sources said. They said, listen to students. They know what they can handle. It's not the advisor's job to try to encourage them to take more. Even the Go Green, Go 15 was putting a lot of added pressure on different students to do more than they could handle. And then when they have to pay to do more than they can handle and pay for 15 credits when they would rather be taking 12 and being more comfortable and not making the most out of their money, that's just like a lot for them to handle. And it's not fair, honestly, to them that they came in with this idea of what it was going to cost and then MSU just switched it on them. They decided last year to switch to the flat rate tuition model. And while that encourages more students to get their degree done in four years, it really hinders the productivity and success of other students. Thanks for joining us, Carly. Thanks for having me. When it comes to budgeting, students often have to set money aside in case they want to go out with friends. Here to tell us more about drinking on a budget is Copy Chief Alan Hedinger. Thanks for coming on the podcast, Alan. Thank you for having me. So, Alan, you typically don't write stories because you copy facts at the state news. So what prompted you to write this piece this week? Well, I mean, sometimes I like to just like change it up and like write something just for fun, just to like keep my writing skills like up. So where is the cheapest place to drink in East Lansing? Well, what I wrote in the article is the cheapest place to drink is your own apartment. But independent of like specials at various bars, um, probably on average the cheapest place to drink in East Lansing is the Tin Can, which I'm also a big fan of. I love their atmosphere and stuff. What do you think we need to know about the Tin Can? Yeah, so I've been to the Tin Can many times. They as their name implies, only serve like canned beers. They don't have like beers on draft and they um, also have a really long like shot list of like specialty shots and they've got like a punch card where you take like all 50 shots on their list and then you get a t-shirt. And they're all really cheap. It's like two, three dollars for some of their shots and like up to like four, but I don't think there's anything like above the five dollar mark. And then their beers are also really cheap. Um, I know some days of the week they have $2 PBRs, and you can also get dollar fries. So MSU is known as sort of a party school. What do you think we should know about the drinking culture here? Yeah, I think the, like, drinking culture at MSU, it's pretty typical, like, state party school like type of culture um but the bars do have some variation within them like tin can has a slightly different atmosphere um just with their decor and stuff and then you've got like ricks and harpers where it's just like dancing and you can't like hear people talking you can't like sit down and then you've got like crunchies which is a real classic within east lansing they've got um karaoke like Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and like everyone loves that. So there's some variation within like drinking culture here. Thanks for talking with us, Alan. Thank you for having me. In addition to typical monetary concerns like tuition and loans, college students also feel the pressure to build up their generational wealth to provide for their families later on. Here to talk about her piece on the subject is campus news reporter Wendy Guzman. Thanks for joining us, Wendy. Thank you for having me. Why did you decide to take a look at generational wealth this week? 
when thinking of things that concern college students, I've seen a lot of like tweets and things, almost like jokes just about how I, like people have no generational wealth coming in and have to think about like building it. And I was like, oh, well, I've never actually like seen something like informing someone on what that actually is or like why it's important. So I thought a piece on it would be relevant. Why do you think generational wealth is so important? It's it's almost like to keep the cycle going, really. Like, if you have, like, make a good amount of wealth that you can then pass on, it's not necessarily, like, money that you leave for your family after you die or something. No, like, let's say you're old and you're giving your, like, grandchild money for college. Like, that in itself sets your grandchild at an advantage to then build their own wealth and then to keep that going. Having money already just already puts someone at an advantage and it just helps you, your whole family, just continue the cycle of having money. You looked at college students in relation to generational wealth for this piece. Why do you specifically examine the topic of generational wealth from the perspective of a college student? when you're building your wealth that you want to pass on in the future the earlier you start the better and right now is not only the time where we're building the amount of money we're going to have in the future but also this is when we start taking out loans and building credit and such so if you get into those good financial habits now take out loans with smaller interest rates and such it leads you into a future where you just have more have less debt for you to build on to then provide to your family in the future. All right, thanks for joining us, Wendy. Thank you for having me. The 1909 is wrapping up for the year as students at MSU head into their final exams. Be sure to check back in January to stay in the know about happenings on and around MSU's campus. Over winter break, the State News' arts and entertainment podcast, House Lights, will be talking about the fun things going on in the greater Lansing area. I'm Campus News Editor Katie Kelly. Thanks for listening to the 1909.